Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Kane, a naturopathic doctor with a master's in clinical psychology and a former anxiety sufferer turned anxiety freedom rebel. I am so beyond excited to share with you a dear friend and colleague of mine. Today is going to be an episode you're not going to want to miss. If you are a mom, if you're thinking about being a mom, or if you have a mom, aka all of us, you will benefit from the content that this brilliant, amazing woman has for you. And right now, if you have a piece of paper or if you have your phone handy, I want you to open up Instagram and go right in and follow her account because there's going to be so much amazing information. I want you to take notes. We're going to definitely put stuff in the show notes for you, but if you can pull up your Instagram and I want you to go and find our girl, Dr. Ilana. And so it's Instagram. And then her account is D-R-E-L-A-N-A-R-O-U- M-E-L-L. And I'll for sure put the link in there, but go and follow her because she has so much information you're not going to want to miss. And so Ilana, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Dr. Nicole, this is so much fun. We went to school together. So for us to be able to like connect like this on a podcast really just like warms my heart. I love what you're doing in the world. It's fun to connect. So thank you so much for having me. One of my earliest memories of actually being in medical school is seeing you and participating on shift with you. I can't believe you remember that. This is what now we're going over a decade ago, (laughs) over a decade ago. (laughs) And there's certain people that always stick out in my mind. And I remember you, I was a Q5 student. So I was like starting my second year. I was sitting in early. I think you were sitting in early yourself. Yep. And so you graduated ahead of me. And so you, I just remember, had this vivacity and this passion and brilliance. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that girl is so neat. And I've like loved watching your journey over these years. Oh, I'm so flattered. I have the chills. I had no idea that that happened. And it's funny because I would say I've evolved so much since that time, 10 years ago. I think as we start really learning the things that attract us, like the people we love to help help, and the modalities that we love. I feel like my passion has only just gotten more and more and I'm just like exploding with it. So I'm so glad it was even there 10 years ago. You can imagine where I'm at now. So thank you for that. Thanks for sharing. Let's share with people where you are right now. So you guys, I'm going to read this babe's bio and it is really jam-packed with awesomeness. And I just, you guys need to hear this so you can hear like the credentials of this amazing human over the past decade plus, not only is she a mom, but she's also an incredible entrepreneur that's making waves. So let me just read this to you. You guys ready? Okay. So this is Dr. Ilana Romel, and she is a pediatric naturopathic doctor and the creator of Med School for Moms, which is an online program where she teaches moms how to safely be a doctor mom, which is something that we all need, right? So her guidebooks and programs help moms feel confident and competent and calm when their child gets sick and ultimately helps parents feel empowered with their family's healthcare decisions. Dr. Ilana is a co-host of the Popular Doctor Mom podcast, so if you haven't seen it, go and find that today. 
With over 1 million downloads, she's the founder of Nourish Medical Center in San Diego, California. And like we said, to learn more about her, go and find her on her Instagram, which is at Dr. Ilana Romel and at Med School for Moms. So I also want to tell you guys that she has some super cool resources And so go check those out. I'll put those in the show notes. She'll tell you more about it at the end, but I just wanted to put that in there. So you're going to need to see her Instagram. You're definitely going to need to check out her Med School for Moms website, which is medschoolformoms.com. And she has a freebie, which I downloaded. I am very impressed with. It's not just skimping like a little document. Like this is really good stuff. Like every single person needs it. And it's five favorite family remedies every doctor mom needs to know. So, oh my gosh, girl, that's a giant bio and I'm so pumped to get to talk with you. Oh, thanks. And Dr. Nicole, thank you for downloading my, my handout. This is so fun. So actually, can I talk a little bit about that? Cause that's a really fun place to start. Yes. Um, so I'm a mom, like you mentioned, and I realized even as a naturopathic doctor, you know, I believe in herbs and homeopathy and all these natural medicines. And I'm just ordering so many supplements for my family. And I'm just getting so sick of getting one fish oil for my husband and one for my toddler and then one for me. And I was like, there has to be an efficient way about this. And this is kind of where I get very inspired to help other moms is how do we make it workable for moms to really be able to feel empowered with the natural medicines and what what they could do to help prevent illness and treat illness. And so I came up with this five favorite family remedies where you can order five remedies that the entire family can share. You kind of change a little bit of obviously the amount per individual, but at least it's just like five and then you're done and you could check out and you're, and you're set. And so these are the kind of things that I love to do is just make like cheat sheets and things that are just so practical and tangible for moms so they can really not feel so overwhelmed. I think being a mom already is so overwhelming coming enough with so many decisions that I like to make it as easy as possible. Which is nice because like you said, when we have a million to-do items and time for 10, having a cheat sheet that helps us just take out all that white noise and just zero in on like, what can I do that's really wonderful and safe and natural and effective and simple. And so I love that. That's one of the things that I think is really amazing about your brand is you actually make it accessible for the busy mom and dad. Great. Thanks. That's a really important point for me. I think this white noise that you're talking about is very prevalent for parents. And I want to speak a little bit about this. I teach this. I have a whole Dr. Mom's mindset course where I teach a lot of parents how to go from that state of fearful and anxious and how to move them into feeling more calm. And I bring up all of this noise because noise is so evident now in society, whether it's social media, whether it's the news, whether it's even your mom trying to to tell you what to do with your kids, right? We, t- I talk a little bit about decision fatigue, where it doesn't matter if it's just what to cook for breakfast for your kids or when should you take the t- to the doctor, right? We're constantly making these decisions. We become very overwhelmed and anxious. And making choices from a state of anxiety and overwhelm is just a recipe of disaster. And I, I get chills because I've just been in the presence of so many parents who do have this anxiety that I can just see how they're making decisions that are very disempowering is what I like to talk about. And so I just think it's so important that we're able to like tune out that noise tune in to our intuition. I call that mama bear. And so that we can speak and make choices from a place that is much more empowered. And when we can do that, 
that's like the doctor mom that is like, I could do this and I can help my, my kids. And you just feel so good. Your kids love it. And you just, at the end of the day, feel so accomplished. And so I love being able to help moms on that journey. I like that you used the the term empowerment because I feel like as moms, there's so much helplessness. Like your body is changing in pregnancy and you can't really control that. Mm-hmm. And then delivery, oftentimes labor and delivery is filled with surprises that are often out of our control. And then you have this amazing autonomous little human that you brought into the world. And so there's all sorts of things that can be a little bit chaotic. And so you're talking about how can we reclaim that sense of personal power for ourselves and for our family. And I think that's really an important point to emphasize to our listeners. That is beautifully said. I never thought about it like that, but yes, there is a lot of that kind of chaos because you just went through this whole nine months and plus of really just having to identify with something so different that's a part of you. And now, of course, you're going to question every little thing because we want what's best, right? Every mom wants what's best and we question it a lot. So you got to like really tune into that to really, yes, gain a sense of control again. And so I love teaching that. One of the things that this podcast is all about and my passion is, is helping people turn the page on anxiety. And so I love that you kind of segued us right into that part of the conversation And what I'm wondering is if you could talk a little bit about how anxiety shows up and impacts moms, especially from the perspective of, well, I'm just overwhelmed or I have just, there's a lot of white noise in my world to, is this actually anxiety? That's a great question. And it's fun you ask that because I actually want to speak a little bit also about what the mom's anxiety does to the child's illness too, because it's not just the effect of the mom, but I also want to see what's the impact of the kid. So first let me speak about mom and then we'll go to kids. So, you know, in clinical practice, I will have hundreds of patients come to me and I would say easily 50% of the cases needed a doctor's appointment when 50% of the cases didn't actually really need to come and see me. It was fueled by the mom's anxiety that because she didn't feel confident with the tool, with her tools and with the knowledge of medicine, she felt like she needed to bring her child into the doctor just to get that assurance that everything is going to be okay. Now there's no, there's no nothing wrong about that. In fact, I always recommend that moms do take their kids to the doctor if they truly don't feel confident about it. That's what we're here for. But I realized that a mom's anxiety was really having them act in ways that was kind of unnecessary. It would consume time. It would consume finances. And it was just a time where they needed that reassurance where they really, again, it was unnecessary and it caused them a little bit more anxiety that they needed. And so I would say that's a big impact on the mom. And then a chronic anxiety, obviously, as you know, as a health practitioner, can lead to many chronic diseases. And so I just felt like with kids getting sick so frequently, this is just the nature of how kids pick up different type of bugs, I would see moms just in a constant state of anxiety. And this was something that I knew and I had to talk to them about that this is now going to be something that can cause a chronic disease for you. So we really need to dial that back. Now, as far as the impact on the child, I would teach moms, I teach this in my courses, there's something really neat about uh, something called mirror neurons. I'm sure you've studied this before, and I think it is fascinating. And there's actually good things about mirror neurons and also 
things that are not so good about mirror neurons. When a mother is joyful and elated, your child will pick up on that simply just from your way of being, just because they're mirroring that type of disposition. The same thing goes when a mother is anxious and fearful and stressed. That child will also pick up on that and that those emotions and feel that. And so I've even seen some kids walk into my office, running around, happy as can be. But when the mother starts reporting the child's symptoms and expressing very anxiously and stressful and fearful, you could just almost see that child start feeling a little bit more anxious and stressful and their whole mood changes. And so when I saw this over the years, I started realizing, I think moms need to realize the impact that they have on their kids so that they could be more mindful of it, which then can help them dial down because they realize the impact is not only on themselves, but it's of their kids. And if they want to help their kids feel better, then they really have to check in with themselves too. It's not just about the medicine. It's about their way of being as well. So you're sharing the importance of taking care of mom, especially if mom is wanting to take care of baby or kid. And so I love that because when we think about, um, you know, it's physician heal thyself because we're only as effective. We can only take people as far as we've gone. And you're passing that wisdom onto the moms. It's like, Hey babe, you may be prioritizing your little one, but the way that you are feeling and existing in this world mm-hmm. is impacting your little one. And so in terms of, so if we have people listening and they're not quite sure, like, is it just normal stress or is it anxiety? Do you have any tips or suggestions on what moms can assess in themselves to discern? Like, is this something that might Great. be valuable to work yeah. on? So in my mindset course, I have this like really one page cheat sheet of, well, maybe it's like two pages. I can't remember, but it's, it's a condensed version of when your child has, let's say a fever, you want to look for X, Y, and Z symptoms. If they have these symptoms, you go to the doctor. If the symptoms aren't on there, you can stay home. You know, the stress can be relieved. You know, you're safe. Look out for just these symptoms. When you're, when you're, you know, child has a tummy ache, look for these symptoms. If they exhibit them, go to the doctor. If they don't go ahead and calm yourself down and let's just, you know, be at home and and help them at home. And so I just think that having some education and knowledge really does help empower parents. And that's kind of why I was so like passionate about creating what I call med school for moms is I kind of realized I was a calm mom because I had that medical school training. So I knew when I could be anxious and when I don't need to be anxious. And I realized all moms should have this, but they don't need to go to four plus years of medical school and be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt like we are, right? Rather, let me give you like a a, a kind of like a cliff note version. And so that's why I created med school for moms. So they just knew exactly what they needed so that they could either know when to go to the doctor or just again, stay home, be calm, and then be able to treat their child from home. So knowledge is empowerment. And yes. so, and you've made it again, like very distilled. So a mom may be listening to this podcast and she may be thinking like, oh my gosh, I like need those resources. And so in terms of taking care of mom's stress and anxiety, what are your top tips? For mom? Yeah, for mom. Okay, I love that. So the first thing I would say, and I and I mentioned this before, is almost like once that anxiety comes up, I really want them to like turn off that noise. Because I think what happens is 
just as an example with a fever, you're going to start listening to like your mom tell you, oh, you have to give your child Tylenol. And then you're going to start thinking, okay, is that my choice or is that because my mom's saying it? Or the news just came out and you saw on the news, this kid had a fever all seizure. And now you think X, Y, and Z again, The first thing is turning off that noise because if the noise is driving you, it's just actually going to fuel that anxiety and cycle you out more. So I would just say that's one of the biggest tools that I like to give to moms. The second thing is go to your resources. So whether it's, you know, resources on Google or whether it's resources like in the Med School for Moms program, have your resources organized so that you know that that can help calm you down. Now, if your resources stress you out even more, you've got to change your resources. You need to know what your tools are so that you can go to really feel that calmness. And then the last thing is I would say for moms is know your tools. So with natural medicine, we have this big toolbox of natural remedies. You can't know them all. I mean, even you, Dr. Nicole and I, we're still learning every day, right? There's just so many great options. We have our favorites. We know what we love. But for a mom to really just feel empowered with their tools, I think it's really important that a mom can look at like their medicine cabinet, check in on their anxiety and be like, wait a minute, like, I have tools. I can be proactive. I can do something about this. I'm not just like alone in this. And if I do need to go to the doctor, I can always do that because again, she has her resources in place. So I would say knowledge is very important. Having your resources in place. And then I would say a big one is really important is community support. You know, you may have this kind of white noise from people that may not be helpful, but then you may have some resources that are very helpful. And there was a study that I read. It had to do with how women in particular are very um, influenced by the people around them, whether it's good recommendations or not. But we'd like to like tune in and like, we'll call our best friend and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, you call your mom, what do you think about this? I think it's important that we're able to have a community that you really can trust, but also at the end of the day, tune into really what you feel like it's important. Knowing that we're influenced by other people and we're very impressionable is important, but then just being able to tune in and say, okay, I got all my information. Now, what is it that I want to do? Because at the end of the day, you know your child better than anybody else. And I feel like after really having that knowledge, knowing your tools, you're going to be able to make that best choice. So to kind of recap, it's knowing the that there's this noise that's around you and then maybe doing an audit of the people that are in your life. I call that your social cast of characters. Those are the people that are in the performance of your life. And mm-hmm. are they adding drama and are they adding noise and stress and anxiety and angst and self-doubt? Or are these people empowering you with wisdom and knowledge and support? And so community really feeds into that. And that's another really great thing about what you've created is you have this Med School for Moms community. You have great, uh, wonderful people on your Instagram account, and you guys are all there supporting each other. And so I really encourage listeners, if you haven't If you haven't yet gotten on the Instagram, get on the Instagram, if nothing else, but for the community of like-minded warrior moms that are wanting to really follow the path of empowerment and taking care of themselves. Yeah. And I also have a private Facebook group actually for all the doctor moms who join my programs so that we have like this great group that we support each other. So you can see a post of like, oh, my daughter just had a UTI. You guys like what, what has worked for you now? I can't give medical advice on there, but you should see so many moms. There are all these doctor moms just being like this is what's worked or this is what hasn't worked. And, and then we'll, you know, other doctors and I are in there kind of just moderating it and giving our two cents without giving medical advice, but just knowing that there's somewhere to go to, or to look at archive posts, or just to also know that you're not alone 
is a huge part of that. And I do want to mention, I think oftentimes we live in these like isolated bubbles, right? We're all in our own little house. And, you know, years prior, we always had like our grandparents and our mothers and our siblings were all like helping each other. Well, now we're living all over the country and everyone's all over the place. And so we start doubting that like, is this normal? Is this like, is this something that only my baby has? Is this it? And so when you get into a community, you realize, oh my God, 50 other moms are going through the same thing. Phew. All right. I'm not alone. And all of a sudden it lightens that load for us moms and to realize like, okay, great, cool. My kid's normal. And there's also not one way of doing this. Three moms did it this way. Five moms did it this way. So great. I could just make up my own way and figure it out. I think that's what people are so longing for, especially after 2020. And I think that we've had a real pendulum swing to where people didn't used to have cell phones. I grew up before, like, I remember Facebook came out when I was in graduate school and you had to have a a university address to get an account. And so when we wanted to see somebody, we would call them. And I had a rotary phone because, you know, we're Iowa, we're, we're behind the times we would call people or go over to their home. And then, you know, things started to shift to where suddenly it's all social media predominated. And what people have been longing for, which I think you're really meeting that need, is people are so desperate for community. And so creating an intentional community mm-hmm. that's also protected and moderated, I think is such a huge service that people really, really want. Great. Well, thank you for that. I'm so happy to be able to lead that. And to be honest, I feel like I even learned from all the moms in our group too, right? We're all learning from each other. Um, I have my expertise just simply from my own training. But again, it's such a great feel of everyone supporting everyone else. And again, it's as much as you want to put into it. You don't have to be the leading voice writing posts. You could just be behind the scenes reading things, right? It kind of lends itself to a lot of different personalities. So I love that too. So what is the biggest thing that Med School for Moms has done for you? So you're benefiting and emotionally you're benefiting these connections, you're benefiting, making a meaning in the world. And I'm just curious, what's the the most amazing, maybe something you didn't expect, like what's it done for you? Oh my God, no one's ever asked me this question. Dr. Nicole, it's like, I'm probably going to start crying. It's so fulfilling to me. Like, like the, I'm just, I'm, so, I'm going to cry. I'm so grateful that there's a platform that I can reach thousands of people around the world so that they feel empowered. Like there was never a time like this that we could reach so many people. So to me, med school for moms, it's this like possibility for me to be able to inspire and get moms like excited and make them realize they can do this. Like, Every mom has it in her to be a doctor mom. I truly believe that. And there are so many safe and effective medicines that are natural therapies that we can get, you know, accessible really on a, on, online or in a health food store or whatever. And they're so powerful. And so many moms don't know how to use them or they're scared how to use them or hesitant. So then they just rely completely on conventional medicine. And there's a time and a place for conventional medicine. And I teach that on my courses. And kids are so resilient. 90% of things could be easily done with natural medicines. And to see when a mom goes from like so afraid of a fever And then they move to the point of like, wow, I got this. My kid has a fever and I even have medicines that can help them. You just see them just bursting with confidence. And to me, that is so fulfilling to me. And I don't think I realized I would get that 
with when I started. I just had this calling that I just knew I needed to get this information out there. I, I honestly didn't know where it was going to go. It was just this thing that had to happen, but I didn't realize how it would affect me in seeing these results in these moms and then the messages that they send me and all that stuff. It's just so fulfilling. I love getting to help them. It's so fun for me. <laughs> That's what I call the soul on fire. It's like in Japanese, they they refer to what's called the ikagai, which is like- I've never find, heard of that. Oh, it's so wonderful. I feel like the Japanese have so many wonderful ways of explaining the world and living in the world from like a spiritual foundation. And there are three parts of ikagai. And one is what is your passion? What sets your soul on fire? What makes you feel like chills and emotions and just like so much- Oh, everything. Right. And then the second piece is what are you good at? And Mm -hmm. this like goes back to the beginning of our conversation. Like you're freaking phenomenal. You are brilliant. You're inspirational. You have such a good medical foundation to help people. You're not just this like random passionate mom. You actually also have the talent, the brilliance and the skills. And then the third is what is the world willing to pay you for? What is the world? What does the world want that they see is valuable? And you found this hole, this need that you're seeing evidentiated by all of these moms that are like, their worlds are opening up and their lives are changing and thus changing their children's lives and that ripple effect. And so it sounds like you found at least at this point in your life, yes. you're Yes, I'm very aligned with that. I want to actually add one thing that my husband noted, and I didn't realize this, but he saw as Med School for Moms was unfolding. He said, one of your gifts, gifts is to organize complex things and, and teach it in a very simple way. And I was like, that's so interesting. You said that. And I do, I love organizing things, right? It's like a fun thing for me. Not necessarily like organizing my closet. That's not like fun, but I like it. You know, what is really fun for me is really taking this complex information and making it as simple for moms, because I already know how overwhelming our mom brain is like, you can only access so much, right? It's at such little time. So that's where I think that's another strength that I didn't realize. And so it also really helped me in this because that's why I think moms are gravitated and they really get it and they learn it and it's theirs and they own it and then they can go and apply it. It's not just like knowledge that's just like floating around. So that's another thing. So thanks. My husband helped me understand that. So that's really fun. You have this amazing advocate in your social cast of characters yes. who speaks truth and life and positivity and honesty into you. Totally. You got it. He brings me up, not down. That's true. So I have uh, just a couple more questions. I know that we uh, we can probably talk for hours and I want to you know respect the boundaries of our podcasting mm-hmm. time. But there is a question that I often get asked. So when I work with clients, I my focus is anxiety and depression and mental emotional stress and what naturally comes with it is that moms want to use natural and integrative techniques with their kids and we live in a culture right now where that may not necessarily be the standard of care right which is why people go to talk to you know facebook groups and membership groups and integrative experts and so how can we protect moms and protect their families to have the right to perhaps use integrative and natural modalities instead of just a pill for an L. Like, do you have any thoughts about that? You know what? Ask that question again, because are you, so I can understand, is it just that 
how do we advocate for them to feel more comfortable with it? Or what is, what's the exact question? I'll, I'll answer that with a story. Great. <laughs> so I had a mom who she has a little girl and her little girl has symptoms as though she's on the spectrum. And so she took her to the primary care doctor and they loaded her up with medications. And then the little girl got worse. She was a little bit more zombied out and then she stopped growing. Mm -hmm. So mom is feeling completely disempowered. She's scared for her little girl. She's at the end of her rope. She doesn't know what to do. So she calls an integrative doctor. So she went and saw a naturopath who specialized in pediatrics. And then that naturopath helped them get the child off the medications, put them on an integrative protocol, and the little girl got better. Great. But in the process, the therapist called CPS. And so there was a child protective services investigation and saying, like, you're taking your kid off of these medications. They're really sick. You're using non-proven things. And so we want to protect moms and advocate for moms while still staying true to our philosophy of natural doctor moms, right? Oh my goodness. I've actually never heard of a case like that. That's a really hard story. Number one, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that the little girl is better. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the mom trusted her intuition and knew if this isn't working, then this is the next best thing. I've actually never in all of my clinical practice ever heard of someone calling CPS on them just for using natural medicine. So that's interesting. And I would just suspect that if CPS were to investigate, they would drop the case and see the kids actually getting better and that the conventional medicines was harming them. So maybe in this case, I think it's so important again is for moms to really trust what they notice could be harmful or safe for their kids. So the mom is with the kids more than any doctor, more than any therapist, more than any practitioner. And if they're seeing negative results from something and they really feel like we need to stop this, then you've got to trust in that. And I also think you need to surround yourself with healthcare providers who also see alignment with what you feel. And so I see this very often in the pediatric world where I have parents coming into me feeling very bullied. They, they use that word, quote unquote, bullied, or not feeling they can trust their healthcare practitioner because they don't really value or see the same things. They either want to push antibiotics or maybe push a vaccine schedule that the parents don't feel like they want to partake in. And I just think it is so important for parents to be able to interview different practitioners. I must have interviewed at least 10 different pediatricians when I had my daughter. And we get to choose. Now, different insurance companies may have different you know, um, limitations on that, but there could be a time and place that you may have to pay out of pocket and not use your insurance. And there could be a time where you may have to drive a little bit further just to go see a doctor that you love. But stick with the healthcare provider that really sees eye to eye with you. And I always say when you're interviewing or when you're even in a doctor's office, you want to make sure that they're welcoming your questions, that they're there to answer, not to just tell you what to do. I like to help parents feel like they're being a proactive participant in the child's treatment plans. They're being a proactive parent. It's not just like they're there being passive and being told what to do. So I hope that that helps answer your question. And that story just like melts you know, it hurts my heart, but I really think that the investigation would have been dropped pretty quickly because the child's thriving and that's the whole goal. So that's really challenging. I just don't think that that therapist and that parent's values align. And so that just may not be the right fit for them. 
That is such a brilliant response. And I think that's a really good point to emphasize is that not only are the moms getting educated and empowered, but that also trickles down to who are they pulling in to be a part of their team. And so if they have a pediatrician, is the pediatrician respecting their perspectives and welcoming their questions? Or is that pediatrician more adversarial and not in support of that. And so I think that you make a really excellent point about how you can protect your family by making sure that your providers are on the same page with you. So I'm really grateful actually that 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 question came up. It was one that I didn't prepare you for. No problem. And you also brought up even just your friends and family, right? You want to go with the group that provides wisdom and encouragement and positivity. And that's the same with your healthcare providers. If you've got your healthcare providers on this end, kind of bringing you down, telling you things that isn't aligned with your values, then you got to move to the different, you know, other providers, different group. Mm -hmm. Do you have suggestions on how to find a provider that might be more in alignment? Yeah, that's a great idea. So as far as pediatric-focused naturopathic doctors, there's a great organization called PEDANP. We could maybe put that in the show notes. So these are naturopathic doctors like myself who have a, an extra interest in pediatrics. So we have just more um, you know, time with peds, more focus with them. We have more interest. So there's a whole directory on that site. And then as far as vaccine related type, you know, a lot of parents ask me because they're looking for more vaccine friendly. I've got some patients who have literally been kicked out of practices because they won't follow the CDC schedule. And so again, that breaks my heart because what I'm also seeing is that parents won't even take their kids to doctors. They feel like, well, fine, if you're not going to accept me, then there could be some very concerning situations where they do need a doctor. And so I think that this What's happening right now is starting to have more and more parents not trust physicians. And I don't think that that's a good way to be in society either. And so that's challenging. Um, Dr. Paul Thomas, who wrote the vaccine friendly um, plan, he has a great directory on his site that you can kind of check out there. The Dr. Green mom, Dr. Ashley Mayer, who actually went to school with us. She's fantastic. She also has a great directory on her site. So there are doctors who are gathering, you know, different directories to help out. But I would also, again, interview them. You want to get a feel for them. Go into their office, talk to them, ask them all these questions. And if you're seeing that you're getting pushed back, well, then they're not the right doctor. Now just move on to the next. I love that. And we'll definitely include links to those resources for the show notes so that people can see that. Great. And definitely, are so in terms of you, you, tell me more about what else you're working on that we want to make sure people check out. Yeah. So it's funny you asked me that. I just had a meeting this morning about it. So my model in my business right now has been people can buy guides, guidebooks, or courses, but I'm starting to realize that I have so much more to teach. And so we're starting to start really looking into moving into more of like a membership model. And what that looks like is like a very low price, which is why I want more accessibility where I just include all my courses and all my guidebooks. But what's so great about it is like every month I get to teach about like a new medicine for a doctor mom to really understand or a new condition that maybe it's like teething, you know, or something like that where they can really understand that condition. So it's like a library for them. Again, I want to make it as easy as possible to navigate where it's like you literally can take out your phone, your child has a fever and you search fever, then you can start really looking at all your doctor mom resources from a very holistic, natural perspective. And I just feel like it's such a big project, Dr. Nicole. I'm like daunted by this whole idea. But again, I'm just so called to make this 
easily accessible and to create a resource. Like I said, that is just so easy for someone to go to so that when they are heightened with anxiety, like it's okay, I got it. I just open up the thing, search, and then it's there and I've got everything so easily organized for myself. So that's kind of what's next to come. I'm always looking at like months ahead, but I'm hoping to launch that over my second year anniversary, which is coming up July of 2021. So it'll be here before you know it. Um, but that's kind of what's on my horizon. And again, I'm always asking moms for what they're looking for, what they need. A lot of them are asking me to make an app, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get like a cute little app, but that's kind of what's going on for me now. I love that. And so to recap, it's you're starting a membership site where people will have access to your materials and then just continued support where monthly or however often you do it is educating on a new topic or a new solution for moms so that the information is current and accessible and then really emphasizing that it's super simple, super digestible for moms. And I got it. Love yeah, that. Thanks. And then they'll have access more to talking to me on Q and a sessions. And that Facebook group is just continues to build and build, you know, it's just a community feel. So it's kind of what's going on there. That's amazing. So you guys, I have been talking to a dear friend. I've known her for over a decade. This is Ilana and she is a naturopathic physician and she's the creator of med school for moms. And so you definitely need to check her out on Instagram and I'll make sure to put a link in the comments, check out her med school for moms. Like I said, at the beginning, if you're a mom, if you're thinking about being a mom, or if you have a mom, this content would be valuable for you. And so be sure to check back. We have so much information that's coming out for you that's free, that's useful. My passion is to help people turn the page on anxiety. And Ilana's got a lot of resources and she's a brilliant naturopathic physician that can help you so that you can help your family. So thank you, sister, so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Dr. Nicole. And I love what you're doing in the world too. What a great team we are. Thank you. The recording you just listened to consists of the personal opinions of Dr. Nicole Kane, a naturopathic doctor with a master's in clinical psychology. While these opinions are based upon literature, her counseling education, medical training, and clinical experience, this content should not be viewed as the definitive opinion on these subjects. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for any sort of medical, psychological, or other form of treatment. If you are in a crisis, please call 911 or call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. If you're in need of counseling, don't hesitate to make an appointment with a counselor in your area. Dr. Nicole Kane is so passionate about people getting their life back. If this resonates with you and you think this podcast would help someone you love, please share it with them. Stay in the conversation with Dr. Nicole Kane about writing the next chapter of your life so that it plays out just the way you want it. Explore your options for working with her at www.drnicolekane.com. That's Dr. D-R, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Kane, C-A-I-N.com. When you're there, be sure to take advantage of the free Anxiety Freedom One Week Challenge. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Get Your Life Back podcast. Here's to your next chapter.